American Council of Blind Lions, ACBL, is the affiliate that roars, and that's no lion. ACBL holds monthly conference calls and ACB convention events that help people who are blind or visually impaired become more involved in local Lions Clubs. Find out more. Call 502-897-1472 or email lions.acb at gmail.com. Opinions expressed on ACB Radio are those of the respective program contributors and do not necessarily reflect views held by the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to ACB History Book Discussion Group. My name is Christy Crespin from Highland, California, and today is September 14th. And we are discussing Chapter 9 of the book, People of Vision, A History of the American Council of the Blind, by James J. McGivern and Marjorie L. McGivern, copyright uh, 2003, by American Council of the Blind. This morning, as our host, we have Sheila Young, and uh, we have Larry Gassman as our streamer. So thank you, Sheila and Larry. And Sheila, if you could give the good old spiel, I'd appreciate it. Absolutely, I'd be glad to. If you have anything to add, if you're on a PC, to raise your hand is Alt-Y. To mute and unmute is Alt-A. If you're on a Mac, it is Option-Y. To mute and unmute is Command-Shift-A. If you're on a smartphone, to raise your hand is under more options on the bottom right and to mute and unmute is on the bottom left and if you're on a standard keypad it is star nine to raise your hand and star six to mute and unmute there you go my dear all right and i got my braille sense six and i'm going to try to figure that out on the braille sense because <laughs> um I know I can get Zoom, but I don't know what I can do. I can't help you. (laughs) (laughs) No, when I find out, I'll let y'all know. Okay, please do. All right. So we read uh, this week Chapter 9. So do we have any any comments about Chapter 8 before we go into Chapter 9? So chapter eight was up to 1981. Larry has his hand raised. Okay, Larry. We begin to see the con, it's not subsiding, the confirmation, the con- the confrontation between NFB and ACB. It's not subsided, but you don't hear as much about it because they're spending a lot more time as they should with regard to ACB as it continues to grow and some of the things that it does both legislatively uh, and from an advocacy standpoint. So we still hear about the occasional little issues uh, and then you hear about President Jernigan and some of the things he says and the reaction, etc. But they don't dwell on that anymore. It's more about what ACB is doing to continue its growth process in chapter eight, and it's kind of nice and refreshing to get out of all of the hate and hostility, and to the positiveness that 
begins to happen with ACB in the 1970s and 80s. Thank you, Larry. Anyone else? You do not have any other hands right now. Okay. I was really happy that Bob was on the call last week, Bob Acosta, talking about what really happened in California and 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 living going through that living that history was really difficult and then when um you know i know other chapters had their problems but living on the west coast you know we were pretty close to the washington affiliate and having sue amateur being kicked out of the nfb and you know after afterwards the washington um, affiliate of the NFB leaving, uh, we, I think we felt like uh, two ships <laughs> passing in the night <laughs> on the ocean all on our own on the voyage. And so I was really um, happy. Uh, I had left for a minute, you know, raising our our children and being involved in in our own lives and coming back after I got my fourth guide dog, um, I was really refreshed that we had joined, that California had joined um, the ACB. So, uh, yeah, um, you can definitely tell that things are, are, are changing, moving forward. Any other hands? No, ma'am. Not yet. Okay. Nobody else wants to weigh in on Chapter 8 before we move into Chapter 9? All right. Another comment that I wanted to make, I had been talking with Sheila prior to the uh, um, this, this uh, program, and we were talking about how memories you know a lot of this uh book is based on people's memories recollections you know a lot of what was written in letters and and what was written in you know published uh braille forum and braille monitor etc and it's amazing how one memory can be so different for different people you can live in the same family and have different memories of the same uh event and so uh, i really hope we can get people talking um who have gone through and lived this history about what their recollections of these events are Any hands? No, ma'am. Okay. All right. So we will move on to Chapter 9, which is 1981 to 1989. And my observation is that a lot happened in 1981 uh, and a lot happened in 1984. Those were the two years that seemed to take the um most um the most room in the in the chapter 
so many things happened. Learning about uh, the Braille Revival League and Guide Dog Users Incorporated and you know different the deaths of different people and uh, I was struck at some of the resolutions that were um, that were passed and you know I was thinking about in in the realm of resolutions I belong to um, I belonged to the um, AFSCME, American Federation of State, County, and Municipal Employees. And seeing the differences in how they wrote their resolutions for for those conventions and how, you know, we write our resolutions, we are much more superior in in how our resolutions are written. And and my husband and I actually uh, ended up teaching California, uh, our our state uh, affiliate of the AFSCME Local 2620, um, how to write resolutions. So I thought that was quite interesting. Y'all going to help me out this morning, raising your hands? <laughs> Not yet. Okay. Well, I'm going to start calling people's names if you don't raise your hand. <laughs> this is all not my program. It's yours. I'm the facilitator. So um, who read Chapter 9 and would like to comment on Chapter 9? Calandra. Okay. Calandra. Calandra, you can unmute. Um, Hi. Uh, what I uh, want to know is where can you get the book? Oh, you can get the book. I do not have it. Okay, so do you get Library of Congress books? I get um, answer. Uh, what do you call it? National Library Service. Yes. But you can order I'm it. not sure. Where can you order it? To the National Library Service. Uh, yeah, because they're affiliated with the state library. Right. You can order it from there. It's on Bard and in good sound. How many volumes <laughs> Pardon? How many volumes? Do you order it in Brower? You know, I don't know. I think you can order it in Braille. I know you can order it on Bard, and it's in good, solid digital sound. The SD cards that ACB has were recorded from cassettes, and the sound isn't as good. And I keep promising that maybe somebody else will volunteer to actually digitize that because it's going to take time, which I don't think I have. But if nobody does it, I may ask if it's been done, and if it hasn't, I'd love to see that that good, solid, digital, barred sound on the SD cards because it's far better than what we currently have, unfortunately. What is the SD card? It's a small little card that you can buy from the mini mall. And it's Mm. got the whole book on there plus the Braille equivalent. 
Ooh. Um, it's audio, so you can actually read it as a document. Oh, but you can't order it through the state library? Not that. Not the SD card. You'd have to call it, do it directly from the mini mall from ACB. Right, and that's $25. Yeah. Oh, shoot. Yeah, so you want to try your library service first. Okay. That's what I'm saying. Do they they have it, you know? You have to call them. Hmm. Okay, if you can give them a call. Then you can tell us next week if they have it in Braille. I mean, yeah, if you if you want the digital, it's on Bard. If you have Bard, you can download it now. If, if you don't, then obviously not. But it's pretty available if no. you have Bard. Okay. I yeah. uh, don't, but I wanted to check to see if they do have it on digital. Yes, they do. Okay. Hey, thank you. Thank you, Calandra. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Ah. Anyone else? No. Chris? No. Uh-huh, Olivia? Um, one thing I noticed was not only all these new affiliates that were coming in, like the Braille Revival League and the GDUI and, and students and such, is the amount of scholarships that oh, yeah. started out. And now that I'm reading this, when I... The next time at convention, when I hear the scholarship names like Floyd Floyd Qualls or Uh Carter, whatever, I will know who these people it was named for and why and stuff. And I thought that was very significant because these were the people that the movers and shakers that started things hopping uh, to get ACB going and everything. Yes. and stuff. So I thought that was really interesting. Yeah. And not only that, but the awards, the people getting the awards and yeah. So learning the, the, the reason behind the awards. The other thing is the world blind union. Um, you know, the two um, factions uh, united and became the world blind union. And um that that really helps me appreciate why we spend so much time at convention talking about things like voices around the world. Um, and the other one that surprised me was the sports. Uh, you know, I'm not really a sports person or, you know, blind or any kind of athletic anything. The only thing I'm athletic about is my mouth <laughs> and it can, it, it can go, but. Um, so I always wondered why there was so much attention paid to, uh, the blind athletes. And so, you know, this brings out the, the notion that, you know, the blind athletics is, is extremely important and it correlates today with our on the move, um, getting, get moving initiative. Um, so, you know, I guess, uh, I'm now going to start paying more attention to the, uh, the blind athletes and, and what that's all about. It kind of, you know, I know there are a lot of, uh, sports camps for the blind and, and I know, um, some people who've gone to them. 
And I've kind of toyed around with it, but uh, that might be something that I do just because I started reading this book. And this, this kind of thing, I wasn't even, I guess I must have skipped over or it, it was of no importance to me um, the last time I read this book. And that's why it's nice to read. Um, I, this is not going to be the last time I read uh, People of Vision. Larry has his hand raised. Larry? It's interesting. When I look back at this chapter, um, I, I, and, and what they talk about as they discuss the amount of scholarship winners they have and the, those who win money based on sports, it, it almost seems like there's varying degrees of the spectrum. If you go back to NFB, they gave out awards, but not a lot, not in comparison. And it's almost, and I don't know that this is true because I don't know philosophically how they decided this, but it's almost, as I read the book, and maybe that's where I'm getting my thought processes from, that ACB wanted to make sure that they went to the other end of the spectrum and made sure that people who were deserving of awards because of something they did got those awards and because of what had gone on in the past because a ton of people got scholarships, a lot of them. And, and also the, the sports awards as well, almost to the point where they, they, they swung so wide that they began to find out fairly quickly that they were in some financial trouble and had to put a curb on it and say, stop, hang on, we maybe have gone too far, so we need to go back and check the thrift stores and check other forms of, of, of revenue to make sure that we're going to be okay. And then eventually we'll start putting services back. But... But at least they were cognizant of that. But I'm amazed, uh, even now today, at ACB, what they do, what they're doing is they're kind of patterning, patterning. I think I just invented a new word um, <laughs> themselves after what's happening in society today, and uh, I, th- I think that's okay as long as we don't deal necessarily with all the political stuff that's going on. But that's just my thought processes but because there's a lot of stuff that happens in society and acb takes a look at some of that that will work for them and they begin to use some of that for instance the the get up and get moving thing i mean i remember president kennedy did that in the early 60s and we see some of that happening in our society and now acb is using it i think it's great uh, because it obviously people look at that and they say wow i like that I want to join that, and maybe I'll, as a result of that, I'll join ACB as well. So it helps in a lot of different perspectives. I think uh, they're doing some great stuff today, and some of that was in the embryonic stages back in the 70s and 80s, but now it's even more specific to the points of, of view, and I like it. Thank you, Larry. Mary Beth has her hand up. Mary Beth? I, I think that's really true, what Larry was saying about um, – the the conscious effort to become different from the NFB in the way that that awards were given out or scholarship because NFB is always so um, so uh, concentrated on what have you done you know for the NFB um, whereas I, I, in this chapter I think especially in chapter nine you can see you know them giving out awards for all sorts of things for community activity you know. Um, and I also was surprised about some of the things um, 
that you know carried over that I'd, I'd forgotten about. I was I was surprised to um, to note that at one of the conventions um, there was somebody whose name I've totally forgotten um, talking about the whole issue of um, being a, a minority. I, mean, I think it was being black and blind is what this person. But you know the whole the whole issue of of um, of race and then the whole issue of, of making emergency um, announcements um, accessible, you know, which I assume is the beginning of the sort of the beginning of the beginning of the audio description project. And there were so many things um, that ACB, you know, seemed to be a lot more wide ranging and, you know, and very consciously wide ranging to try to, to try to you know embrace a whole bunch of of even disparate um, viewpoints and and I and and I guess that's the other thing that I was thinking about too that where they had the big upset where I can't remember who I think it was Jared McDaniel lost you know at the end of the chapter he lost to I think it was Paul Edwards or something um, that they were really trying hard to to keep that up to let's let's have all sorts of people get together and and talk and try to hash things out. Thank you. Thank you, Mary Beth. As, as you were talking, I was thinking about um, the, um, now I forgot, <laughs> it just left my head. Um, the 1983, when, how differently ACB was dealing with the air carriers and how NFB was um, protesting and, um, and how ACB was trying to work by educating, again, working from the inside out rather than from the outside uh, might is right um, aspect. And I remember the, 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 the uh, protests and the, and the, um, I, you know, I remember going through that era where um, they asked me to take off my guide dog's harness when I was traveling to uh, Portland, Oregon. And I was in a bulkhead and they said, there's a baby in this row. You have to take off your guide dog's harness. Um, and I argued with them. I did it. I don't know still today whether I would have or not, um, but actually probably my guide dog sure liked it better because it's a lot more comfortable <laughs> without the harness. But it, it's the difference in, in the approach. And, you know, you get more with honey than you do with vinegar. You have Juan has their hand up. Go ahead. Hello. Hello. Hi, this is Juan. This is my first time on this. Oh, welcome. And um, I just want to, I, I like history and um, I don't have the book, but I'm a big advocate for the blind community. And I believe in a lot of like advocacy and a lot of, you know, um, history to be made, especially for us blind people. Um, I used to be, <coughs> I used to be part of the NFP, but I've, um, I've given you, this is the first time I'm giving you guys a chance and I really like how you guys um, 
perceive everything for you know um and it's a different um viewpoint because every yes. organization does things differently and i really like how you guys do stuff so i just wanted to comment and um and um i'm definitely going to continue joining these calls well thank you juan and 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 you you also made me think of the thing that i forgot <laughs> oh, for real? just by hearing your name yes yeah okay so, who knew that ACB had a Spanish language Braille forum in I didn't 1983? Know that. Wow. I don't know what happened to it. It was supposed to be a quarterly um, magazine on flexible disc. Uh-huh. And they mentioned it in chapter nine, but I don't know what happened to it. So that's something to do a little research on. <laughs> What happened to that Spanish language Braille form? Christy, I know that I'm not supposed to say anything, but I No, you can, Sheila. Oh yes. I did I did mention it to the BOP and I did question as to why there isn't one and supposedly Uh they're looking into it. So Right. But I wonder how long it lasted and who did it and that would be something um maybe to ask BOP to research and write an article on. That would be very interesting. Yeah. Wow. That'd be so cool. Cause I was born in like 86. So I don't know. <laughs> 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 I was born in 86. So I don't know any of that, but that would be really cool to know. Yeah. And are you aware that there is a Spanish speaking um, group? No, I'm not actually. I am not aware of that. Okay. It is. Um, is it once a month, Sheila? I know Guillermo Robles and Donna Pomerantz um, are involved with that group. Larry, oh, can, do you have any inf- information you can share? I think it's on a... Yeah, I know they meet, and I don't know... Spe- I mean, it's very easy to talk to Donna or Guillermo. Yeah. I don't have specifics. I think it's on the fourth Tuesday or something like that. But look for it in the... If you Do you get the ACB... Um, programming every day. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I, just, I just started yesterday. Oh, good. So you'll see it for it. You'll see it. Oh, um, cool. And they, they, and they only speak Spanish. Oh, which, wow. which I think is so cool. And I know enough just to get me in trouble. Oh. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Actually, I was I was gonna suggest. Um, do you think one day maybe a, maybe ACB can do like a Spanish group like? For people that would like to learn Spanish, because I know both languages, and it'll be, I don't know if you guys will ever be interested in maybe. I think they already did like, call. They did some calls did. on just mm-hmm. speaking mm-hmm. Spanish. I don't know that they're regular. I don't know that, but I know that I've seen them. Uh, I've seen conversational Spanish, and I've thought about getting into those calls as well. Because I, I used to be part of the Hadley. Um, I still am, but I do uh-huh. the Hadley the Hadley courses, and they used to have a Spanish chat, but they took that out recently. Oh, so that's why I was figuring like that'd be so cool to do. Yeah. Well, the yeah. community is always open for new calls, so you can certainly speak with Cindy Hollis and talk with her and see if um, she would be okay <laughs> with you setting one up. Community oh, nice. at acb.org. Okay. Well, thank you guys so much. Oh, you're welcome, Juan. Welcome. We're happy to have you. Yeah. Awesome. You. I appreciate it. Okay. You have Beth. Beth. Beth, you can unmute. Yes. 
Um, I think they're the Spanish uh, ACB. I I only went last month because I only found out about it last month. I think it's every fourth Tuesday. Yeah, that's what I think too. And uh, it was very good. I'm proud to see that they do have something like that because NFB has uh, Mujeres Latinas or something like uh-huh. of the Federation, you know. Uh-huh. And so I'm like, oh, good. ACB has a Spanish group, too. All right. Because they speak both languages, too. I know. I think that's awesome. Okay. Nelly. Thank you. Nelly, go ahead. Nelly. Yeah, I'm here. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, um, regarding the um, learning conversational Spanish, um, I've been very interested in having a um, basic conversational Spanish um, class, but I wanted, you know, to um, co-facilitate it with somebody. I didn't want to do it totally by myself. Ooh, but, I'm not, but I'm very interested in it. Oh, you two get together. Well, maybe we can do something. So uh, I will um, uh, send a note to Cindy about that. Community at acb.org. Yes. All righty, thank you. Thank you, Nellie. Roberta? Hi, Roberta. Hi. Um, I love all this networking. It's awesome. I know. Um, Yeah. Um, A a couple of things that, as people are talking, that I'm reminded of. Um, I started um, getting involved with both organizations in the early 80s, which is when I started to have serious vision problems. And I, because I worked for a state agency, I was always very careful to remain nonpartisan. And when people would ask me, I would tell them there are these two national organizations. People would say, what's the difference? And I, I had never read like constitution and, you know, this reading this book has really opened my eyes about some of the background of what went on in the two organizations, but I would explain I, you know, I don't know details, but I, I remember when there was a big brouhaha about people and their canes on the airplane. Mm -hmm. And I would tell my clients, here's a, a flavor of the difference. The NFB would go in and have a sit in and they would make lots of noise and they would be very angry and they would be very upset and PO'd at people. And ACB would go in and say, let's do an in-service and help you understand why this issue is important to us. And, and that was kind of my nutshell way of explaining the difference between the two. But I never, ever realized how um, controlling the, the leadership was at NFP. And I, in, the, in this chapter, which I just finished reading this chapter, rereading this morning, Mm-hmm. I really, I have to say, I really, really appreciated when the um, JOE was first, I forget what the letters stand for. Um, anyway, when the JOE was first proposed by Kenneth Jernigan, and he laid out these guidelines and said, we're doing the guidelines this way, or we're not, you know, we're not doing, we're not going to entertain any other way of doing them. And ACB said, thanks, but no thanks. And I thought, well, good for us for standing up for 
the way we believe it should be and not kowtowing to somebody else saying you can't belong unless you do it our way. And I, I really appreciated that. Right. Robert. Oh yes. Yay. Come on. Come on down. Sorry to be late. I'll be brief for once. No, you won't. Uh, You're right. Uh, The cane, the cane (laughs) travel, the, the oral Miller really did great work there because first of all, the, the exit door to the wing, when they say everybody out weighs 80 pounds, you've got to be pretty strong. Then it is not only you go down the chute as the Federation guy, the cane uh, pierced the chute. That could right. be happen too with high heels or boots or whatever. But they have, you have to direct passengers. You signal them to come down. And it was a bunch of nonsense. And Oral and the council did the right thing. We'll offer training for the airlines on how to deal with blind people. And I, oh, I was... Uh, I was out of the Federation. Uh, well, maybe in the beginning when we uh, blocked the exit seats. I never did. One guy did on our plane. We had a major meeting in San Francisco. I was in ACB. And he held the plane up for 45 minutes. And people were cussing him out. Businessmen. They had to get home. They had to meet uh, relatives. Uh, Sharon Gold, who was president then yeah. of the NFB group in California, held the plane for two hours. And finally, they learned how to handle that. When this one guy said, I won't move, they turned around on the runway, went back and got arrested him. You know, so they, the airline was, you know, was absolutely right there. We cannot use the exit. Let me only comment and say, I didn't read the whole chapter, but I remember Joe, absolutely. Jernigan's always wants to form organizations that he could control and, and right. he could suck ACB into it. Terrific. But it's it's really good. It was interesting because I knew all these guys now. We're 84s when we came into ACP, and I, I was on the board of directors and second vice president, the whole thing. And so you're talking about people I know, and they're terrific. And I want to conclude by commending the work of Dr. Otis Stevens. Yes. Uh, some called him the Ten Brook of the South. Uh, he was very wonderful leader. Uh, Grant Mack, great leader. Yes. It was my privilege, I don't know if it's in this chapter, to be convention coordinator for three years. We had California behind us. I always said, if California doesn't support me, I'm, I'm out of here. I'm, I'm done. And um, we, I got a grant for $45,000 for the use of the coordinator. And that gave us money that ACB didn't have to pay. To, it cost money to visit hotels and do all that stuff. So right. it was a, it's really great to now read about people that I knew. Thank you. Thank you. Um, in in nineteen, I believe it was nineteen eighty three as well. Was the national uh, NAC national national was, accreditation council? Yeah, but I don't know what the A stood for. Accreditation. Accreditation. On a, NAC. Yeah. So, um, so I remember um, being um, involved in the NFB marches. It was fun protesting. I'll tell you that I <laughs> I like protesting. I did it with my union as well. So, my husband and I actually joined another union because we were in Las Vegas visiting, and there was a protest, and it was a it was a. Um, the national, the hotel 
um, hotels union. And, uh, and my husband and I just got right in and started marching <laughs> with the protesters. <laughs> so we liked it, but, um, but the national uh, NAC, we, we protested against it. And, and in reality, we do have to have standards. We do have to have um, some kind of guidelines. And again, to work within is not selling out, which is what uh, NFB said about ACB is that, oh, they're just sellouts. They get in the organizations and they sell out. No, it's not true. When we get into organizations, it helps us to become a part of, it helps us to have an influence on the education and the advocacy involvement. Are you ready for a hand? Yes, I am, most definitely. Calandra? Calandra? Getting back to the Spanish chat, um, I remember uh, somebody said something about the ACB uh, Spanish um, thing on every fourth Tuesday. I'm sorry, I didn't get that. The Spanish class every fourth Tuesday. The class? The the call, the community call. It's on the community uh, calendar, Calandra, so you would have to look at the calendar. Oh, I, I cannot see the calendar. Okay, well, no, there, there is a phone number, so you can Yeah, you can I, I just get in contact with that, but what I was going to tell you is I have participated in Spanish chat for maybe a year and a half um, in Adley, and I was wondering if y- y- y'all mentioned that the history Spanish you know, the English, I mean, the Spanish realm in history, ACB. There used to be the Braille Forum in Spanish is what they were saying. Yeah. And there isn't any more? No, not right now. No, but they're working on getting it started up again. Oh, okay. Because I don't know enough Spanish to actually read it, but I would eventually like to participate in that. Okay, well, thank you, Calandra. We've got other hands. Thank you. Um, Robert. Okay. Not him again. Oh, Mr. Acosta. (laughs) First of all, in California, we're moving into that area of Spanish blind California. The Publications Committee is doing it. I think it's wonderful. More members, more friends. Uh, Many times when I went to some Spanish-speaking chapters and Kenneth Jernigan would send his uh, fireside chats, you know, telling us the world they'd go, they'd leave because they couldn't understand them. They just, right. they'd come back, but they'd leave and you won't, no, stay. Well, I don't know what he's saying. And I don't just leave me alone. We want to have our party or we want to do whatever. But the national accreditation council, I, I did not support them. I don't know what happened to them. Somebody could clue me in. The reason is they accredited themselves. You know, but I want to add to that. They accredited some of the worst agencies in the country. 
but so do the NFB. They have a certificate of accreditation too, and they accredit the NFB agencies only. So accreditation can be good if used properly. If uh, if they have consumers on all sides, the Federation, of course, would not join it. Yes, I enjoyed picketing. I was a great picketer of NAC. <laughs> they they did ignore behind closed doors. They had meetings inside, but they couldn't let us all in. We'd have broken up their board meetings. So I understand yeah. that. But the the great strength, as Christy said, of ACB is that we're willing to go inside. We may win some and lose some, but we're there. We're representing blind people. And I've learned after I grew up a little bit, picketing's fun, but it doesn't get you inside. Right. Thank you very much. Thank you. And they tolerated my disbelief. I didn't (laughs) like NAC ever in the ACB, but they said, okay, but that's the way we feel. And I just, I was president of all the Affiliated Leadership League loaded with agency people. We got along right. okay. They, they, they were very cooperative. And, but some of the agencies I didn't like, you know, I just, I won't name them, but I, I abhorred, but you know, well, yeah. you don't get everything, but we also made friends too. Thank you. I'm done. Hey, Bob, is, is all still in existence? Do you know? I think he muted. Yeah. I'm just wondering if, um, all is still in existence because I know it started around that time too. Okay, Don Queen. Oh, Don. You, you may unmute, Mr. Queen. Don, if you're on the computer, just hold down on the space bar and talk. Okay, well, we'll go to Mary Beth. Okay. And then we'll come back to Don. Okay. Mary Beth. Um, Two two quick things. I think that that in my remembrance, because I was a little bit like Bob, and then, oh, these are people I know now. Um, I wasn't particularly active, but I was was around and I was reading. I, I think NAC just sort of fizzled after a while. It got, to, it got to be too, I don't know if it was a budgetary thing or there was so much flack for so long that agencies stopped seeking accreditation. And, and I think the, the leadership league, I think that thing bit the dust also, but I don't, I don't know how or why. What, actually, for me, one of the yeah. surprises in, in chapter nine was that, you know, I always thought they were sort of, I don't know. You keep reading about the same people. They're all moving back and forth. They go to the ACB and then they yeah. go to the AFB and then they go back to here. And I always thought they were a little bit incestuous until yeah. in this chapter, I sort of, I read, well, now we, we think we're going to try to get to, you know, to get to be closer with them, that it wasn't so much that they were all as, as hand in glove as it, they might have seemed, but they were just as, as Bob pointed out to us. Thank you, Bob, um, that they were, you know, that they were talking to each other and that they were spending time with each other, not not necessarily that they had to agree on all points. Exactly. Thank you. And it's okay not to agree. That's one of the things I like about ACB. It's okay not to agree. Mr. Queen, are you able to unmute now? Alt-A if you're on your computer or hit the space bar and hold it down. Okay. 
No, he's still muted, Christy. Oh. So. Maybe you can go out and come back in, Mr. Queen. That might yeah. make it make it do better. Okay, you have no other hands at this point. All right. And of course, my philosophy on everybody agreeing is somebody's lying. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, who agrees on everything? And just because somebody said it doesn't mean it's so. Right. Uh, you know, I, I like to think of myself as a free thinker. and uh, Somebody just raised their hand with the okay. area code 801. I'm not sure who that is. Sounds like it's from Utah. Okay. Can you hear me now? Oh, there you yeah. are. Yes, sir. I, it, yeah, it's, yeah. it's just uh, it's okay. some, some other problems, but uh, I, I was going to say that uh, one the big problem, several problems with NAC, and one was that they they were an attack on the NFB at the time when I was in it, and they were after the fund the fundraising. They they were going to they were attack on that but they they were ch- changing okay. their you need me to lay down to put that down okay hello okay miss please stop um let dawn finish and then it'll be your turn okay okay i'm sorry i'm in the hospital I, okay I yeah, she didn't know what she was unmuted yeah okay thank you <clears throat> okay dawn were you finished they, they, it's a big problem. They did not get support from the other agencies. I remember we went to at the AER attendant, and they had a huge room set aside for NAC. And we went in as the NFB. This was when I was in the NFB. We were the only ones there. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so, and when they picketed us, when I was in ACB, and they picketed in San Francisco, they had a dinner. They they had to fly in five or six people to picket the dinner, and they had two or three. They had two chapters in the Bay Area, but none of them showed up to picket it. So wow. uh, the NFB. So I I think that I think they do need accreditation, but they need to have good ridiculous. They 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 were going about some of their standards, but. Uh, I so far I don't think they've been a very positive source. Okay. Thank you, Don. Yeah, the the knack maybe wasn't the, the best thing. Um, but again, um, it wasn't one sided, I believe. And and I and I didn't believe in knack um because I didn't believe in the way things were being done and the types of agencies that were being accredited. But I don't believe in um, certification that if you only can get certified by NFB or you're no good. Robert? Yeah. Um, oh, hey, wait I a second. The yes, young was, lady, I, the lady I from... recognize or not? I heard my name. No, not yet. Not okay. Yet. Um, no, no, no. She, she left. Yield. Thank oh, you. she left? Okay, go yeah. ahead, Bob. Oh, I want to talk about Los Angeles because I don't think the authors... Remember, Charlie Hodge, Don knows him, didn't like California, didn't like me. So he wasn't going to give us much, and they relied heavily on him. They never interviewed me. Los Angeles was the largest convention ACB ever had, and I'll tell you why I know that. 
when we gave convention reports each year, I said to Jim Olson, who's a wonderful person, Jim, what about LA? He said, they're the 800 pound gorilla. To, to give that report would make all other affiliates and states be humble. And I, I'm not, we, we have it, but I'm not going to do it. We had 809 at the banquet. ACB members at that time were not banquet goers. We, we had a, a tremendous, we had the Letterman, we have entertainment. If you ever heard it, you guys are too young to know the Letterman, but no. they were famous. We had they Woody sure Herman's were. band. We brought in Les Brown and all kinds of stuff. That was entertainment. Um, I won't go over all of it, but I think they could have said more. We Clarence Thomas, who then was a little more liberal, head of EEOC and was really demanding civil rights and gave a beautiful speech. And um, so L.A. was was really good. We almost had, and I won't tell the whole story, many, many more volunteers. We could have done better, but there was a reason, which I won't share, why we didn't have them. And that, that was unfortunate. But L.A. was good. And the other thing... Um, yeah, Mac did come to our convention. Don will remember. Dick Bleeker, the executive director, oh, wanted yeah. us to join NAC CCB. I introduced it, but Matt, I heard a resounding no, no. And I, Dick called me later. I said, Dick, if anything, I may be a lot of things, but I'm a politician and my people didn't want it. I really didn't want it, but I uh-huh. did it as a favor to him. And they, they were nice, but they said, absolutely not. And um, Iowa, tried to pass a resolution to get out of NAC for ACB. They didn't, they didn't consult us. I, we backed Durward on that one because Durward was really shook up when they did that. They lost, but nobody kicked Iowa out. They said, okay, you've expressed yourself. And uh, that's it. Thank you. Thank you. <clears throat> Mary Beth. Mary Beth. Actually, I just have a question that Bob reminded me of um, that, um, I just wonder if anybody's ever done a statistics, you know, of, you know, of how many people go to these conventions. Uh, is it going up or down? I mean, now, of course, the whole character of the thing is probably going to be changing because of because of Zoom and and all that. But I, I mean, I, I've in in uh, previous chapters have been reading about, you know. And, and, you know, such and such state organization joined and they brought, you know, 300 people or, you know, um, and I was just wondering if anybody knew, you know, about, about the statistics, both of the membership and of the um, convention attendance. Well, if thank, I may, Christy, the, the Federation always holds at 50,000. Right. Where they got, and they were at 60,000 for a little while. I remember, I'm going to answer your question uh, in a second. The Minneapolis Society for the Blind, the Federation took them to court, and the judge says, okay, for a dollar apiece, if you can get control, if you get more votes in there, you'll take over Minneapolis Society. Or if they do, they keep their agency. I said, oh boy, the Federation's going to get them 50,000. You know, they mm-hmm. lost. Mm-hmm. They lost. Minneapolis Society was, uh, you might not like it. You might like it. Uh, they survived. It's like going after Braille Institute, Christy. Yeah. We would lose. Yes. One time we had a program in California. Our president, then Tony Menino, wonderful man. He was going to hold it. And, we, and they said, no, Roger Williams is holding a concert at Braille Institute. And finally, his wife said, Tony, I wouldn't hold your meeting. You're going to be very <laughs> embarrassed. So blind people are wonderful, but... 
They wanted yeah. to hear Roger Williams. That's the way life is. Yeah. So I hope I uh, answered your question. Uh, stats were put up on Minneapolis Society, and the Federation couldn't come to the line. Um, I'm sure that we do have um, numbers of uh, people who attend, people who register. We, we have those statistics. Um, a lot of things that we have to look at, though, uh, include uh, people who are homebound, people who are older. You know, our organization is a graying organization, which is unfortunate because a lot of young people choose not to join any organization, never mind um, ACB. Um, we have people who are dually, uh, have dual memberships in ACB and NFB. Um, and once you're uh, a member of NFB, um, I know from experience that basically you're counted in their membership, even if you're not paid. Um, you're counted and they send out materials to you regardless as to if you ask them to stop. Um, and so, um, you know, with the, with the virtual convention, with the hybrid, maybe we'll be able to count um, better. But a lot of people cannot come because of expenses or because of health uh, reasons or maybe because they're working, which that's a good thing. But um, lots of reasons why people don't attend conventions or can't. And Christy, you have about six minutes, and Don Queen has his hand raised. Okay, Don. Star six, Don, to unmute. Vote it. Hey, guys, uh, maybe this yeah. works. Um, yep, yeah, you're on. Okay, voting members in ACB are registered. because, uh, And so that, uh, ACB pretty much knows how many people are there. And, of course, not everybody is registered to vote, maybe. But when uh, NFB, they guess at it, and they made it. And uh, they, Jernigan said that he estimated five people for every person attending a convention. And at the convention, people, the big contest, they registered their guide dogs, their kids, and everything else to try to build up numbers. So they didn't have anything like 50,000, of course. Thank you. Okay, Nellie? Nellie? Um, addressing the point of um, um, needing a younger um, membership in ACB, um, that's why um, we have um, the Next Generation um, chapter, both in California Council of the Blind as well as ACB, encouraging uh, younger persons uh, to participate and so that their issues can be addressed and also the uh, the, the blind students um, organization within ACB and California Council of the Blind and it's really important that um, that uh, younger persons uh, be made aware of uh, these um, affiliates so that they feel in inclusion and can participate. Yes, very much so. Thank you, Nellie. Okay, Robert. Mr. Bob. I can't say Bob because he thinks I say Don. I know. <laughs> I know. 
Did he just leave the meeting? And that's what the computer just said. Yes, he did. Wow. Uh oh. I wonder if he accidentally got kicked out. Well, yeah. All right, Mr. Queen. Okay, Don. You no, know, my, my I can't get my hand done raised there, but <laughs> I got gotcha. you. About sixty. I guess about sixteen hundred. In the, but somebody guessed a few years ago when I, uh, the ACB, uh, but uh, I, I, you know, at the convention, not at the convention, but, you know, I, I think that uh, that's, a, or that I forgot it was them or the NFB that they estimated it was, but it is, um, it's just a number, of, it, it counts whether you, your group is a representative group, you know, and, uh, and I think that, that, in California, we 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 get docs because we don't have a you can can't have over so many people voting. That's a bad thing in their their constitution. They penalize the active chapters, but uh, I think I hope they'll get rid of that. I don't know what you mean. Wait, each each affiliate only gets so many voting members, isn't it? Yes. No. Yes. Uh, yeah, and he and, is correct. And get voting members and or votes? You only get 25 delegate votes period. at the max. At the max. Okay, I got so, you. Yeah, okay, it's five five members per 25, and then it cuts off at 625. I think at 625 it cuts off. So you can have 800 members, but you still only get 25. Oh, yeah, that needs to be changed. <laughs> <laughs> And you have two minutes. <laughs> All right. Any more hands? No, ma'am. Okay. So next week we're going to talk about um, Chapter 10, which is uh, 1989 through 1995. So um, in this chapter, um, again, it's going to be a lot more history that people remember. Um, people that we know, and um, I'm and I'm going to see how many how many uh, minutes. One hour forty three minutes, and it's new opportunities. So um, hopefully, people will read chapter ten, and. Come back next week. I think we've had a wonderful discussion. And I, again, thank Larry for streaming and Sheila for hosting and for everybody's contributions. Have a wonderful week.